welcome back to the Apology Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. And Solzies, that it's been a little bit of time since the last podcast, but just had some things going on, you know. Um, but for those new listeners who are tuning in today, I think I'll just recap over what an apology is. So an apology is an anonymous apology made by way of pom-pom. So I've been interviewing people all around about their stories to try and get a little bit more information behind some of the online submissions that get sent through. And I hope you enjoyed today's interview. Happy listening. Great, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Cool. Thank you so much for coming today and um, talking about whatever we're going to talk about today. Um, I'm going to get you to write out your apology. So you've got your paper there and your pom pom. Okay. Sorry I ran away and left and never told you why. So tell me about this apology. Well, Many years ago, um, probably, well, 20-something years ago, I am a little bit older than maybe some of the people who are going to listen to this. So listen well, children, and learn. Um, <laughs> I was madly in love with a young man, and he was reasonably madly in love with me. And we lived together for a couple of years, um, like five. <laughs> and lovely, lovely human being. Um, lived a simple life in a country town, um, really small country town, about 2,000 people, was not very ambitious, um, had a pretty easy life in the sense that his family had a, owned a, a farmhouse that they let him live in and take care of, so he didn't need for much, um, and we got along beautifully and we never really argued and... I woke up one morning and realized that if I stayed, my life would always be like this. And nice person, um, would have been a simple, lovely life, but he had no ambition for himself. And before people start to think that this is about money, it isn't. I've always done well in my work and I've always been ambitious for myself. It has nothing to do with money. It had to do with there was no ambition for anything, um, no creative pursuit, no. If he wanted to be a writer and he never made a dollar, but he got up every day and wrote, I would respect that and I would find that relationship fulfilling to me that you've got to want something for yourself. And I think if you don't want something for yourself, are you ever going to want anything for me? Or anyway, um, he didn't want to travel. He didn't want to even. St- Hey, do you want to go to the beach today? There's, no, not really. Mm-hmm. Um, asked, everything was hard and difficult. And he just was content to do family things with his extended family and live a lovely life. Now, we had a good time. Um, our life together was nice. But I realized that if I stayed put, I would never see Paris. I would never see Rome. I would... And I didn't want somebody else to pay for it. I was happy to foot my own bill. I would never go to a ball. I would never go to the art museum in another city. Or I I just, that this would be it. It would be about baking cakes and driving an hour and a half to work and 
living this really simple life and he didn't do anything wrong and he didn't do anything bad and so over a period of about six months I dealt with those feelings and I knew that if I looked him in the eye and said this is what's what I need to do he would have understood but I don't think I could have looked at him and told him because I was quite attracted to him and I was quite in love with him and I cared about him but I knew he needed a different wife. I mean, we weren't married, mm-hmm. but I knew I shouldn't be the one. And so one morning I just took my stuff and left. And I left a note. Oh, my goodness. I know. It's so awful. And I feel sick about it to talk about it. But I, I knew that I could never talk to him and go. I knew that if I spoke to him at the time and left, that I couldn't. So what did your note say? Oh. So long ago, pretty much what I'm saying, yeah, but more vague, I mm-hmm. think, because I don't think I had the clarity. I just knew I needed to live someplace else and and have a have a more expansive life with more stimulus mm-hmm. and uh, variety and interest. I'm, I'm interested in theater and I'm interested in the arts and I'm interested in going to the symphony and the ballet and. You know, those things were, I grew up in, a, in another, I grew up in a bigger city, and so I've had exposure to these things, and he had exposure to them, but nothing ever kind of got in and changed him, which is cool in a mm. way. Like, I look at it now, and I think, wouldn't have been a bad life, but um, the, so yeah, it, it just sort of said, this is what I need to do, it's not about you, you haven't done anything wrong, I just need to live a different life, and I know that I need to do that. I didn't really explain it as well as I could have. So you only explained it in the letter as well. So was that the last time you ever spoke to him or was that was that day the last time you ever saw him? Um, no, he, he tried to have uh, some communication with me. We spoke on the phone. And how long after did you speak to him? Uh, oh, a couple of days. Um, this is pre-mobile phone. Yeah, yeah. too. So, um, you know, in the letter I said, can you give me a couple of days, you know, before you make contact? And he, he, I actually went out with some friends and he appeared there about an hour from where I lived. And I walked out and I had a chat and said, you know, this is... And was he panicked or angry? When... Oh, he was, but see, he doesn't get panicked or angry about oh, okay. anything. Yeah. I'll give you an example of... Um, we lived in this free home, beautiful home, right? Nice house. And his father had suffered a stroke years before, and, his, and, and they lived in town. And one morning I woke up and it had snowed sort of knee-deep. And I said, you know your folks driveway needs to get cleared and he kind of rolled over and said oh they'll be right I'll get it later and I thought I know your parents so I got up I'm like I'm living in this house I'm not paying rent they're not asking for anything from me so I got out there and I thought I'm going to shovel this like there's just that that passion and drive to do something because it's the right thing to do it just wasn't there, and yeah. it was, you know, I look, or he'd be out of work for two weeks because he was a carpenter, and mm. it would be raining, and no money, you know, you don't earn any money, and then on the Friday, or Sunday night, he'd go to bed, he'd say, oh, I hope it rains tomorrow, I thought, 
you're not even doing anything around here. Why? Yeah. Why do you want to go from this? I mean, looking at it now, was he depressed? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just, there was a bit of an age gap too. I was seven years, eight years younger than him. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So how did you guys meet and what first attracted you to him? Oh, he was gorgeous. He was absolutely one of the most handsome people you ever saw. And, and I, I never forget seeing him for the first time. It took my breath away. Wow. He was absolutely gorgeous. And he was so gorgeous that I don't think that served him in some ways because I think sometimes if you're inherently lackadaisical by nature, um, people do more for you when you're that good looking. Mm-hmm. And he was, uh, and he was, and he was nice. He had a good sense of humor, and you know, he was just really charming. Just charming, and a, but a simple guy with simple tastes, and um, and like I said, I was a bit, I was quite a bit younger, so I was in a more angsty age, I think, where I was politically interested, and I'm interested in sort of current affairs, and you know, this man's world hasn't changed. 20%. So over the years, I've always felt bad that I've left the way I did. And we have since, um, well, he found me on Facebook years later, or his sister did, and then he did. And it's been just a very, so that's kind of nice because the connection's there. But he's married, um, he's got daughter, um, He's. I know the girl that he married because it's a small town, you're going to know them. She married a super nice gal, and that's terrific, you know. And but I, but for me to go back to him and say, let me unburden my guilt for the way that I behaved and tell you what it was. I think it would only upset him. I think it would only like get out of like we're not we don't go there. Um, uh, why open old wounds up when he's moved on? And that's why I thought the apology was so, such an important tool that you've created because sometimes it's more selfish to apologize to someone in per- person. Sometimes you're actually doing it purely for yourself. He doesn't appear to me to need the apology. I'm the one who needs to get rid of the guilt. So you, f- so you feel like you need to say sorry, but you can't, I guess, to him. Yeah, yeah. because I, it's, uh, and I could, but I actually feel like, you know, his wife would be wise. Why are you having this conversation with her after all these years? And he would probably go, what, you know, I don't even want, I, I, I'm fine. I've healed. I've moved on. My life's great. You've moved on. You've got a nice life. We don't need to go there. He might feel like it's a loaded apology or something. Yeah. That you're asking for something. Exactly. And, and she certainly might. And, it, and I don't want to create any tension in that relationship. So, I, I, like I said, there are times when to apologize to someone or bring up that topic when literally every six months I'll put a photo up of my dog and he'll like it. And that's the quality of relationship that yeah. we have. Yeah. Um, and that's nice. I think in a way that that's him saying, I don't resent you, uh, but it's certainly not in, in a let's have a sit down, grab a coffee and let me explain why 20 years ago I did such a crappy thing to you. Can I ask you, so you said you stayed together for five years mm-hmm. and then there were six solid months of you thinking, I don't want to be with this person anymore. 
What was it about the final day that you decided to leave and how did you plan that out and how did that, how did it become that day that you're going to leave? And because your apology is, I never told you why, like how did you work out that process? How did you plan it? Did you plan it? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I did because I had to have somewhere to go. Sure. And where did you go? I rented a unit. Um, I, I was working in a city that was about an hour and 15 minutes away from where we lived. And I got, and funnily enough, I, one of the girls I worked with was going away and wanted someone to cat sit, so I stayed at her place. And to have this sort of 15-minute commute to work after an hour and 15 each day, and having all of the things around me that I really like to do in a city, um, I thought, this, this is the life I'm meant to live. It's not, I'm not a country girl, I'm not a farmhouse girl, that's not the life I'm supposed to have. And, and so I went and looked at a unit and um, I put a down payment on it and moved the next morning and just filled up my car and went with a letter that I wrote over a couple of days. Um, because I knew, I just, and it's so funny, I look at it now and I think it doesn't make sense, but at the time... It felt like the only way I could do it. I certainly lacked the emotional maturity that I have now. I was, he deserved better. Um, I treated him very badly and um, he didn't deserve that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I know, that's the feeling. Yeah. So, yeah, and it it wouldn't be right to um, interfere in his current happy life and I just I'm glad that I'm a better person now I would never do anything like that Uh, you do learn from your mistakes Um, that introspection is yeah I guess I guess I'm apologizing to myself and forgiving myself as well through the process which is yeah good if you were to jump on the Facebook and send him a message and say something, even though you know you don't want to, but say you were, like, what would you actually say? Say you knew that there were no, there was going to be no fallout, no one was going to hear it ever again, like, you just had a snapshot, like, what would you say to him? Well done. <laughs> You've got a, I mean, he's got a beautiful daughter, he's got a lovely wife, um, he's, he's, made um, a, you know, the life he wanted, he has, and the life I wanted, I have. And so I think I did us both a favour in the long run, because I think I would have been an unhappy person had I stayed. I wouldn't have been staying for the right reasons. And it's interesting, you know, people talk about, there, there, there was, we never argued, we never fought, but then he wasn't going to argue. <laughs> You know, he wasn't the sort who would. He would, oh, well. Was part of you maybe even worried that he wasn't going to fight for you as well and that might have hurt at the no, time or you felt no. like he would? Yeah. No, and, I, and look, I, I, I didn't do it. I mean, as childish as my behaviour was, I didn't do it to test him. Or to get a reaction. Or to get a reaction. Yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't that way. It really was. Um, you just wanted to get out. I knew I needed to live a totally different life than the one that I was signing up for. And I knew if I stayed much longer, I would stay. And it wasn't my life. I was living 
the wrong life. Kind of like I know people feel like I feel trapped was a way. I just, but I had trapped myself. Mm. No one had trapped me, but I just, yeah, I knew it was the wrong, the wrong place to be. Mm. All right. Well, thank you so much. Oh, uh, <laughs> thanks for having a chat, and I'll speak to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Apology Podcast. If you would like to make an anonymous submission of Apomogy, head to www.apomogy.com and your apology will be turned into a pom-pom or the postal address details are also available on the website. If you'd like to be interviewed for this podcast, please email me directly at apomogy at gmail.com. Thanks so much.